You're listening to LeBeau's Lessons, a leadership podcast for new and aspiring leaders. LeBeau's Lessons is a virtual platform which seeks to provide leadership training and education for new and aspiring leaders. We do this by providing a consistent, free leadership podcast, weekly mentoring meetings with our staff, and online courses. Every Tuesday, we meet at 12 noon CST to promote self-awareness by providing stories and leadership coaching on this show to raise the emotional intelligence of our listeners. You can support us by following, liking, subscribing, and sharing. And now, on to the show. So if you're watching or listening now, welcome to LeBeau's Lesson Slash Boss Babes. We're doing our Boss Babes edition. Okay. If you would like to hear this broadcast again, you're going to want to go to Apple Podcast and type in LeBeau's Lessons, L-A-B-E-A-U-D-S, Lessons. And I will probably have this put up tonight. Right now, we're going to talk about five reasons not to go into business with emotionally unstable people. Now, how do you know if the person you are wanting to be friends with, or I'm sorry, wanting to go into business with, or or emotionally unstable is you have to look at their relationships and interactions with other people. What does their reputation say? What does their conversation say? What does, what do other people say about them? These are the signs of who you're going to be dealing with. However, uh, you know, I'm not saying that these people have no value in your life. I'm saying that you don't want to go into business with them. Why? Because how you handle one thing is how you'll handle another. If they mishandle other people, they're going to mishandle you. If you have a person in your life that you're considering going into business with, and they are the type of person who gets into it with everyone, they will get into it with you. It's just a matter of time. Now, if you're insistent upon going into business with this type of person, what you have to do is put some parameters in place and some boundaries. You got to set down the rules, lay down the foundation. Because what they're going to do is they're going to do things that serve their purpose and it's not going to be with you in mind. And you're going to end up possibly ruining the relationship. Now, for those of you who are considering doing a joint venture with a friend or a family member, if you're looking to go into business with a friend or family member right now, Stay tuned and just listen to my five reasons you need to reconsider if that person has a problem with their relationships. You might say to yourself, well, that's how they are in their relationships. That's not how they're going to be with me. You're deceiving yourself, right? Mm -hmm. I put the camera on you and I have my daughter with me. I was wondering when you were going to introduce me. Yeah, this is my daughter. Hello. M.A. Therese. She's on TikTok as well. And um, today we're going to be talking about uh, these things. Why? Because lots of people are starting businesses now. And they are looking to join, join the ranks with their friends and family members. I'm trying to tell you how they're handling their life. Now, I want to ask you something. How are they handling their life? Just 
think about it for a minute. What indicators do you have from looking at how they handle their life that they are going to be successful at business? What indicators do you have that the way that they deal with other people is going to be different from the way that they handle you? Are you thinking that they lie to other people, but they're not going to lie to you? Are you thinking that they mishandle other people, but they're not going to mishandle you? Because why? Why are you thinking that? Why are you thinking that if you help them, or that if you put the money in their hands, that things are going to be different? Well, how have they proven to you that your investment in them and your trust in them is going to pay off? Has it paid off in the past? Have you allowed themselves to earn your trust? Here's something that will change your life if you accept it. The naive trust but the wise test. The naive trust. Everybody. Anybody can walk into their life and wreak havoc. The wise will test. They will test you. They will trust you with a little. And then when you prove yourself with a little, they'll give you a little bit more. And you prove yourself with that, they'll give you a little bit more. But they will not trust you at every level because a wise person trusts people at different levels. And I'm going to talk about why you need to slow down and make sure you understand the risk involved with dealing with somebody who has shown you multiple times that they mishandle the relationships they have in their life, their jobs, the people even that they love. Why would you think it's a good idea to go into business with them? Why, why would you do that to yourself? And the problem I have most of all with it is if you have a tolerable or even a, a, a if you have a relationship with this person that's okay, do you realize that doing business with them can ruin that relationship forever? Because if, if you go into business with them, and they screw you over royally with your money, with your savings, that's not going to be something you can e easily get over. Okay? But let's talk about why. Number one of the five reasons not to go into business with an emotionally unstable friend or family member is because you cannot help anyone who feels demeaned because of a disagreement constructive criticism, or genuine concern. One way to see if a person is emotionally unstable is anytime you try to talk to them and they don't like what you're saying, even if you're saying in the most kindest, calm way, okay, if they are easily offended by any type of disagreement, they get up in arms, or constructive criticism, that's a red flag. You cannot do business with a person like that. 
Because anytime you reach an obstacle or a disagreement, which you will have in business, then they are going to make reckless assumptions, reckless decisions, be disrespectful, which will in turn also make other people not respect you. Some of you have never had a staff before. One thing about me is that if you are disrespectful in any kind of way in my company, you're already on your way out. I am waiting for you to give me a legal reason that I can get rid of you. If you disrespect my rules, you don't have to disrespect me in terms of saying anything to me. If you disrespect my rules, then you are on your way out. Why? Because if you allow disrespect from one person and you don't handle them, then the rest of the people will lose the respect they had to. Okay? So if this person can't stand when someone disagrees with them or gives them constructive criticism or voices a concern, then you don't want to do business. Because disrespect is knocking at your door. In a second, they're going to disrespect you. Now, if you're willing to deal with disrespect anytime you have something contradictory to say, not contradictory, but contradictory to what they want, what they're doing, then you're going to have to decide to cut off your self-respect. The second thing is an insecure person with deep wounds will take anything to mean that you are belittling them because of their fragile ego. Right. Some people, especially emotionally emotionally unstable people, they have intermittent explosive disorder. What that means is anything can set them off. They're easily triggered. Triggered. If you say something or if you look like you, you know, are laughing at them or if you look like, you know, Weren't we just, like, talking about that the other day yeah. with uh, my brother? Go ahead. Say say what you're saying. Well, I don't want to talk about him on TV. <laughs> well, why did, you say, why did just, you say your brother? He ain't watching. Um, I mean, he sometimes gets a little bit easily triggered sometimes or, like, mm-hmm. offended, especially if he is not really turned towards me. Oh. Um, especially if it, if what you're, he feels like you're trying to, like, call him dumb or stupid or something. Um, I because guess there's a deep wound. There. Yeah, there's I feel like insecurity. that's a personal issue. Yeah. And so, like, you can't e- don't even have to be saying anything wrong, but because he feels like feels some way about himself or he feels like you're trying to say something, he'll already just kind of get mad at it mm-hmm. when you try to, like, correct him and stuff. So, yeah. 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 That, that being offended, it reveals the insecurity. So if you want to see where somebody's insecure, look at where they're triggered at. Mm -hmm. If you say something that's even jokingly about their looks or something like that, um, then you will, uh, sorry, then they'll take that personally if that's an insecurity. We reveal our insecurities Mm -hmm. based on where we feel that there's some truth. Okay, and so the problem with an uh, an insecure person who has very deep wounds, and and the thing about it is it's kind of like it's something that 
you know, a lot of people have been beaten down by life and circumstance, and they've been through a lot. I've been through a lot, you know, but I've also had lots of counseling and lots of therapy, a lots, lots of self-help, you know. And so the people who haven't done that inner work to heal past trauma, you know, you want to help them. You want to help them. You want to say, you know, this person has been, you know, they've had it rough for so long. This is their chance to come up and have something. Yet, but if they hadn't healed, that's where you're going to have a problem because they're going to be easily triggered by you because of past trauma. So they have to do their due diligence for their own selves before you get into bed with them because otherwise you're going to get burned. Hurt people hurt people. We already know that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Number three. You will never be a good enough friend to someone who is easily offended. I was telling telling somebody the other day, I have a person in my life that's easily offended whenever you say no. If you say no, I can't today, they get up in arms and explosive. Okay? It doesn't change a thing for me because I have personal boundaries. I have self-respect. If you don't know how to say no, You'll never get anything done, and you will not respect yourself. You will lose respect for yourself. That is the consequence of being an easy yes. Someone that always says yes never gets what they want. Okay? And then they start feeling like they're a failure in life because they're trying to make everybody else happy. But see, these people, you can do A through Y. If you don't do Z, they have a problem. Have you ever had a person in your life that you can do so much for them and you have? Soon as you say no, they act like you haven't done anything. Mm -hmm. You never do nothing for me. Have you ever heard that before? You never do this. You never do that. And it's a lie. It's a manipulation tool because that has worked in the past. They won't stop doing it because it keeps working. That is a, that is weaponized, okay? It's weaponized so that they get what they want. It, gets what they, it gives them what they want with other people. Whenever they say, oh, you, know, you never wanted, you never, oh, 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 oh. And they do all of that so you can say, all right. I'll do it. And then then when you do it, check. It only encourages them and reconfirms that that works. Stop giving in. Okay? Stop giving in. Okay? When somebody is emotionally unstable and you're working with them in business, the moment you say no, you're going to have a major problem on your hands. And how do you know they're going to be like that with you? Can you recall any conversations where you heard them talk down about somebody because they didn't want to do something for them? Right? Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about having hurt feelings. I'm talking about them being mad or feeling like somebody is selfish or a bad person because they didn't do something for them out of the many things that that person has done. They're going to talk about you like that. I remember once I had this um, person in my life, this person 
came to me with a sob story, which was all it took in the past to make me do anything. And I, you know, took them in, took care of them, because that's the person I was raised to be. And, um, you know, I, they talked badly about every person in their lives. Now, little did I know they were doing the same thing <laughs> to me. They were doing the same thing to me, even though I was taking care of them. Their food. This is another female. A cousin, this is what female, a couple, okay? A female and a male. Okay. I'm taking care of their food, transportation, and housing. Mm-hmm. Behind my back, they will go to people and talk about me and spread complete lies. Why didn't I expect that they would do to me exactly what they had done to others? Fast forward a few years later, another lady comes to me with a sob story, wanting the same thing I had learned the first time. When she was hinting to me that she wanted to live in my house and move into my house, I had learned the first time, so I, I, I just was like, mm, uh-huh. I, was, I was not hearing that. I was not going to acknowledge that. I was not going to do that. It didn't take long that she found somebody that would let her in her house, and it wouldn't take long where, to, where she was coming into my house to sit and talk about that person who she was living with. <laughs> She was showing me exactly she was showing me exactly what she was gonna do to me. Yeah, and hmm? I thought you were gonna say something. Nope. Why did you raise your I hand? I didn't raise a hand. I was yawning. Stretching. Oh I thought she had raised her hand. Anyway. So do you see what I mean? If they do that to other people, they're gonna do it to you. Stop mm-hmm. thinking that you are too special and too important. They're going to do it to you. Number four of the five reasons why not to go into business with someone emotionally unstable that has shown you that they are not emotionally mature is financial success is not a suitable, is not a substitute for emotional healing from past trauma. Financial success is not a substitute for emotional healing from past trauma. As much as people like to pretend that they are whole and healed and everything's all good because they have a good job and they're finally making money in life, it's a lie. Mm -hmm. It is a lie. And people, if you look at somebody and you think, oh, I should go into business with this person because they are really good. They are making a lot of money. You might say, oh, they're good at sales. Their business is doing well. Do you even know how they're going about doing that? Are you sure that they're not doing that in a dishonest way? How do you know? How are they coming across these accounts, these customers? Are they stealing them from somebody else? See, That's where you have to employ what I said earlier. 
the naive trust the wise test. You need to see how they've gone about making that extra money. And if you cannot see how clearly and it's passed the test of shadiness, then you don't need to go into business with them just because they are good at sales. Now, how do I know this? Okay. Have you ever seen a business that was doing well, doing well and killing it, and then all of a sudden they go out of business because they've been investigated and found out to be frauds? Things are not what they always appear to be. Have you ever found that somebody at your job that was the top person got fired because they were found out to do something shady? I remember when I was a personal trainer, I was working at a gym. And there was this gym that was killing it over our gym. And so they gave us a new manager, somebody who was really good at sales. And guess what? We became the top gym. And it wasn't too long after that that person and the other lead of the other gym were fired because of unethical practices. Stop assuming that somebody's success was gotten in the right way. So you might say, oh, my cousin is killing it. He's making money in this. I need to get in and support him while I have the chance. Now, you, you might be thinking that I'm saying don't support your friends and family. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about if you've always known them to be a liar, a shady person, a manipulator, passive aggressive, emotionally unstable, a cheater, a scammer, a con artist, a hustler, lazy. Why do you think that despite all that, because they've, they've started making money, that that's good enough reason to ignore all the red flags and to go into business with them? Right. Yeah. There's risk in everything. The key is to take smarter risk. Yes. Peace to the puzzle said, how you live is how you do business. Mm -hmm. How you live is how you do business. Okay. All right. We're getting to number five. Yes. Hands on the deck said um but like you said eventually it, it crashes yeah you don't want to be on that ship when it crashes uh before i get to the last point uh remember this is going to be on apple podcast lebo's lessons now um before i get to that point let me tell you there was uh one person that <laughs> this is going to be a cautionary tale for some of you now, I told you before that one of the ways that people used to get me to do stuff was that all they had to do was tell me a sad story. Here's another way. Flattery. When I had a big ego, <laughs> when I had a big ego, 
there were people who would come into my life and flatter me into doing something that would promote them. All they had to do was come into my inbox saying, oh, you're so smart, you're so this, you're so that. I would love for you to help me with this, blah, blah, blah. You're so, we need a person like you, blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what I found out? I found out that sometimes people use flattery to put your face in front of their scheme. Meaning they're running a scam, mm-hmm. and they're known to be skimmers. But if they put your credibility and your reputation on top of something, mm-hmm. you and your credibility will get their foot in the door to scam other people that trust you. And then... When the ship comes sinking and the building comes crashing down, you are left holding the bag. Mm -hmm. This happens in the corporate world. This happens in the entrepreneurship world. So there was a lady who came. Oh, I have an organization that helps teenage kids, blah, blah, blah. She saw me speaking at different schools. Oh, we'd love to have you as a speaker. Came, spoke. It was great. Oh, we are starting a school, and we want to help disabled children and blah, blah, blah. That was my weak spot. Children went in, put my face on everything, used my speaking to convince professionals, parents, community leaders to invest their money and p- enroll their kids in her school. And I was the lead administrator of it. And during a found uh, uh, um, fundraising activity, eventually I was able to discover that she was stealing from the organization, stealing from the school. She was stealing from the school, stealing from the children, stealing from us. And when I found out, I broke down and cried. It was one of the most heartbreaking times of my life, experiences. When I met her and the other administrator, now this other administrator, well, she was an investor. She had her whole savings tied up in the school. Dang. This woman had somebody else's money start the school. She didn't have any. Then she put my name and my face in front of the school because she didn't have the reputation. Then she stole from the school. And when I confronted her, she was like, I I can't believe that you would believe this. I got to go. Wow. She left. And the lady who was the investors, I was like, what are you, what are you going to do? She was like, my whole, all my money is tied up in this. I got to stick it through. I got to stick it out. I got to get my money back. I said, I'm out. Because one thing God had showed me was that when somebody reveals to you that they are a liar, get out. Yep. Get out. Why? Because let me tell you something. 
the Bible says that you cannot hold a candle close to your chest and not expect to get burned. I've been burned in the past. When you see smoke, you get out, right? Because eventually the fire is going to consume you. And I realized at that moment, I was not going to tarry with her any longer. I had put up with a lot of stuff for the kids. But when I found out that she was a liar, I got out because I knew I would go down with her if I didn't get out. So I got out. And guess what I found out? What? I found out that she was a scammer from a long time. What she would do, what she would do is she would go from place to place and do the same scam. Wow. She would go from town to town and start a school and get somebody's money and then start a school, take everybody's money, run, and then go to the next town. It's called being a charlatan. Mm. A charlatan. And she was just so smart because she was an educator. And she would, uh, you know, sweet talk people. She had an underdog story. And what she did was she used flattery. So I'm telling you this because if you find somebody that comes into your life and flatters you and says, oh, you're this, you're that, that's because they can see that that's your weakness. That's what, that's what you live off of the likes and stuff. So they're coming to you to build you up so they can ask something. And you're like, yeah, yeah, because finally somebody sees me. They're seeing me for who I am, and they can see this in me, and they're setting you up because you look like a duck to them. You look naive. You look like an easy mark. And all somebody has to do is say some nice stuff to you for you to trust them completely. Yeah, uh, it keeps going out because of the internet in here, guys. Okay, number five. Can y'all still, are y'all still able to see me now, though, on TikTok? If you, if you can see me now, type, okay, yeah, all right, perfect. All right, last one. Five reasons why not to go into business with an emotionally unstable friend is going to be on Apple tonight, Apple Podcasts, all of those lessons. Dealing with clients is one thing. How you react to your peers is the real you. Now, what I'm trying to say is, you might say, this, is, this person is a good salesman. This person is a good business person. Because you see that they're able to keep their clients happy. They're able to keep their clients happy. Well, you don't know if they're keeping them happy with lies and deceit and skirting responsibility. And that person is only happy because they have not figured out the truth. You know, the people who, who knew about that lady, they knew, and they came to me at the end, and they said, I knew she was going to do it to you. I knew it was a matter of time. I just didn't want to tell you because I didn't want to be one of those people who was considered to be a hater. So I didn't want to tell you, but I knew you would find out. And I knew she was going to lie on you and all kinds of stuff. That's, that's what I'm trying to tell you. 
some of these people are just not aware of what type of person they're dealing with. But you know, because they've shown you. And so when you say, when you when they say something like, you know, their clients are happy and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, that could be for a number of reasons. But how do they deal with people in their daily life? Remember, you, you've, been, you've heard it said that, you know, it's about how you treat the waiter, right? Not the owner of the restaurant, but the waiter. How these people deal with their own coworkers is the real them. How do they deal with their coworkers? Do they lie to them, cheat on them? Do they treat them like crap? That's how they're going to treat you because when you go into business with them, you're going to be their equal. You're not above them. So they're going to treat you like a coworker. And how they treat you, how they treat those coworkers and the people in their daily lives is how they're going to treat you eventually. Okay? So don't think because they're not treating you that way right now that that's how it's always going to be. Okay? So for those of you listening, let's recap. I'm not telling you not to support them. I'm saying that you need for them to show you that they are actually honest, stable, doing well first before you get into bed. Because guess what? You don't want it to ruin your relationship and possibly break up the family. Make it so that if they're there, you don't want to be there. You know, that type of thing. Right? You don't want it to go that way. So if you really care about the relationship, first look at how they're dealing with things. If you look at them and they have a staff, Right. Let's say let's say you have a let's say you have a hypothetical person in your life and they you want to support them because you see that they're doing well. But you see that they can't keep like an assistant or something like that. They can't keep staff members. They keep quitting. Right. Or their their relationships is unstable. and You've heard them talk about how they've done these people wrong or the relationships with their clients. You know, they always are turn around. Somebody wants to sue them. If you are hearing that people saying, you know, they said this and then did something else. Mm -hmm. You know, all of these things you need to take note of, not to judge them, but to reasonably assess your risk and seeing if it's a smart enough risk. You can't be so addicted to money that you'll go all in on a stupid mistake just because you see an opportunity, right? There's, a, there's an old story about a mobster where, and I forget the name, but um, I think his name is Donnie. It was a FBI agent who had went undercover and got one of the biggest mob families exposed. And they got in, and they were able to take the whole family down. When they went back to the mob family and they asked them, how did you let this person in? It's because of one thing, greed. It was greed. They saw that this person could produce. They thought that this person was going to bring more money into the family, into the operation. So they let somebody in, and then their operation was taken down. Now, I don't, obviously, I don't endorse mob 
mob family. <laughs> I don't, I don't, but I'm talking about the lesson in it. Greed can make you, when you see the opportunity in this person because they're talented, they're making money, they're killing it in some kind of way, but you're ignoring the red flags just because you see the dollar signs. You're setting yourself up, and guess what? You deserve what you're going to get. And if you learn the hard way, it's a lesson that you, you're just going to have to be a cautionary tale. So if you care, you know, do your due diligence. So here's the five again. You cannot help anyone who feels demeaned by disagreements. An insecure person with deep wounds will be offended by anything because of their fragile ego. You will never be a good enough friend to them because they're easily offended and they're never satisfied. Number four is financial success is not a substitute for their lack of emotional healing. They haven't had counseling. They're messed up and they need to be able to get through their stuff. And number five, dealing with their clients is one thing. Pay attention to how they deal with their peers, their equals. Do they know how to show respect or are they underhanded? That's how you're going to be treated. Make sure that you consider these things before you go into business just because you're blood or just because they're your friend. Just pay attention. Give them a chance to prove that they're trustworthy. You don't trust everybody at every level. And don't sit up there and trust somebody just because you want to make extra money. Find another way. All right. Thank you guys for listening to LeBeau's Lessons. See you next time.